Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Adam McRoberts, and this is the Do Big Things Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Big Things Crewing, where we want you to do big things. We offer support for your ultra marathon in the way of crewing or pacing. We also offer personalized coaching and comprehensive training plans. We can get you to the start of your big things, or we can help you get to the finish. Basically, we can coach you up, or we can crew you in. Whatever your big things are, we want to help. Big-things-crewing.com My guest today is an ultra-endurance athlete as well as a running coach. I recently had the distinct pleasure of pacing him at the Sangre de Cristo Ultras. He embodies everything about our Do Big Things ethos. He's run ultramarathons. He's done Ironmans. He's done lots and lots of marathons, and I've got nothing but good things to say about him. His name is Vic, and he's coming up right after this. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans, after all, it's only pressure, you got this, Adidas. Oh, snap. Hello. What's up, my bud? What's are you going doing? on, man? How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good. I'm good, man. Never better. Life awesome. is good. Yep. Absolutely. How's your day? Not too bad. Uh, good. Long day, actually. I uh, had a training, I had a running client at 5.15 a.m. Oh, nice. Which is... Uh, 3.15 your time. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was a good kick, man. She's uh, This this client is actually one of my uh, prolific runners. You know, she's trying to do a Boston qualifier. So, and then, yeah, and then straight from there, I uh, did a spin class this morning and then just been running around and doing some all kinds of errands. And then I uh, uh, I had uh, I practice with a i'm part of the assistant coaching staff for a local uh, all girls catholic school uh that gig just started on monday so i had oh, that really? this afternoon yeah yeah something different so is that uh cross country yeah yeah so there's a okay. uh there's a high school in wilmington uh they're called padua padua academy it's all girls and uh they've got really good really good strong uh sports program all around and um they're um now for Delaware, you know, when you get a cross country team that's more than fifteen uh kids on the team, that's huge. This this team has about forty five. Whoa. Yeah. So uh <laughs> it's a bit it's a little different for me because I've never um uh coached um uh, you know um girls that young, teenage girls. So there's a bit of some work on my part to collectively like connect with them. But I'll get there eventually. So Sure, sure. Yeah. Is there more than one coach, or are you taking on all these girls? No, no. Uh, uh, this uh, this girl, Marnie, she's been the coach for the past eighteen years, so she's got uh, three assistant coaches, and um, and I'm I'm one of them, basically. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah cool. How's everything with you? 
Oh, everything's great, man. Yeah. I can't complain. It was, yeah, busy day here too, driving around up in the mountains all day and then uh, went running with a client. Okay. And uh, so I got this new client and uh, he's doing great, but he's, you know, he's starting from scratch. Okay. And, um, so we've ran a few times now and he's, uh, you know, our first run was three miles. Then I took him up a mountain. Uh, it was like a three mile hike, but it was, you know, pretty strenuous. Yeah. And then today we went out for a four and a half mile run. Okay. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's the farthest he's ever ran. In his life. So, yeah. So that's a, so, that's a personal record for him then. It is. That's yeah. Awesome. And you know how that goes. Any PR day is a good day. Absolutely. So he's pretty pumped about it. And uh, yeah, I just feel like I'm starting from scratch and just kind of building them from the ground up. But okay. uh, he's the guy, I think I may have told you about him. Uh, you know, his story inspired me because he's trying to lose weight so that he can donate a kidney to his sick mother. Oh, you did mention him. Yes. Because right now he's a little bit, a little bit overweight. And, you know, he talked to a doctor and the doctor said, you might be a little bit too overweight, too out of shape to, to do a safe surgery, to go under the knife. Yeah. And so he was inspired to, to lose weight so that he can donate a kidney to his mom. Dude, that's an incredible and, story. Are you kidding me? You can't, you, you just can't get any better than that. I know, man. I mean, that inspired me. I'm yep. like, whoa, man, like I'm out running for selfish reasons, right. vanity reasons, you know, yeah. and I'm, yeah. I'm like, wow, that's really, really cool. That's so, amazing, man, well, if there's anyone that can do it and help him to get to that point that he would be a good candidate to be, uh, you know, to be a donor for his mom I and mean, you, you would be you are the person to do it, man. So kudos. I hope so. I hope so. We'll see how it goes, man. Yeah. But yeah, you know, like I said, uh, got him out for a run and, you know, he's, you know, he's not in, in super great shape, but, you know, we got out for four and a half miles today and you can tell he's just starting to grasp that runner's high. Right. You know, we ran the four and a half miles and he was feeling really, really good afterwards. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so we're on the right track, man. So awesome, yeah, dude. life is great here. Awesome. Yeah. I, I already missed Colorado. I told Sarah. We got to find some some kind of dumb excuse to get back out there. So anything, like maybe I forgot something at the awesome? hotel. Let's go get it or something. Oh, so. that's so cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it out here, yeah. man. Yeah, it's beautiful out here. You know that, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, but you got your life back in Delaware, and, and life is good back yeah, there, yeah, man. Yeah, it's good. So. I uh, I came back from the uh, from Sangre de Cristo, and obviously there was a lot of. Uh, uh, a lot of like, hey, tell me about it. Hey, tell me about it. You know, every mm -hmm. everyone from uh, the members at the Y or at the country club where I teach spinning and to the fellow runners and friends and family. It was nice. And like I said, I think I mentioned uh, when we were out there together, I said, you know, like part of the part of my part of the motivation for me to to finish and not only to finish, but to finish at a certain goal or whatever is because you know it's it's a nice story to share and uh, a lot of people wanted to know like tell me the details you know uh yeah. so you know and sometimes you know the storytelling gets a little bit repetitive especially if you've said the same story you know like 17 <laughs> times so what i i what i normally do is um i kind of do like a you know what do you call like a race recap you know a few pages of like what mm -hmm. i remember of what the whole day was like and you know um and then I, I actually put it, uh, I put a link to the website under the journal and I, you know, and I kind of oh, cool. promote it in the Facebook saying, hey, 
uh, check out the, you know, a little short story on my last ultra, you know, click here and link here. And, you know, and, you know, one of the ways to do that is, you know, obviously to drive some traffic on the website and then, um, you know, and then, but more importantly, like um, just the, if you, if, if you write it enough and it becomes a good enough read, you get a nice, a lot of feedback from people saying, man, that was amazing. You made me feel like I was there with you, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. you talk about in, inspiration. Sometimes some somebody will come back and say, you, you, you inspired me to sign up for my first like long distance run or something like that. So I hope you don't mind, but uh, obviously you were a big instrumental part of that story. So I, I have you in there if that's okay. Oh, cool. No, I, I didn't know that, but that's awesome, yeah. man. I appreciate okay, that. Yeah. It's not quite done yet, but I want to make sure that, you know, cause I, I want to, you know, uh, include everyone that was a big part of that day from Joshua, Sarah to you and that. So I want to make sure that, permission wise you're okay with that and you know oh of course cool yeah yeah for sure no i'm excited to read it man yeah that's cool well it was inspiring watching you come out from sea level to run you know a really mountainous 100 kilometer race i mean yeah i mean that is no joke that's that's not easy to do man i could tell that you were fighting the the elevation and the altitude out here a little bit but you know, you came out here with a solid fitness base, so you were able to to get it yeah. done, and it was really inspiring. Yeah, it was you awesome. Know, um, I, it's it's interesting that you say that because for anyone, let's say that typically lives, um, you know, on, on sea level, basically, which is really where I live. Um, you know, if they ever wonder about, you know, could they ever find uh, the, you know, the the physical and the mental ability to to do a uh, uh, something like this, you know, whether it be a shorter distance or whatever, but meaning like fighting the the altitude, uh, you know, I think the answer is like, if you take it from me, the answer is yes. You know, as long as you, even if you're not able to, and I didn't, there was, I didn't train for the altitude. There was just no, I, I think I mentioned, there's just no way, there's no place around where I live that even closely mimic the elevation at San Gregorio Cristo, 9,000 feet. No way. I mean, I think, I, I remember I said, you know, the uh, the Poconos in Pennsylvania is the, the closest mountain range, and the, the peak is at 3,400 feet. And that's not going to do anything. But I feel right. like if you train, now you are, I can find some hills, some pretty, you know, really good steep pitches, you know, in the local state parks here and there. And sometimes just to get used to, the climbing where you're, you know, we were doing the hands and knees kind of thing without the poles. I think if you put your body through that enough times and then increasing your fitness level, somehow, you know, when you, if you do get out to a place like Colorado or Utah or something where you're well above, you know, you're thousands of feet above the sea level, uh, there might be just that initial first couple of days of like, the air feels a little bit different, a little thinner. But then once you get going, I think you'll be fine. As long as, like you said, you've got that good enough fitness level, but it, you got to put the hard work in. Yeah, for sure. So did you train any hiking before you came out here to do this? Or were you just strictly coming out with your running, running base? base? All running base. You know, okay. um, my training uh, for this, well, let me step back for a second. My training for, if you recall, uh, my original big epic run was supposed to be the uh, the Bryce Canyon 100 miler in May, 
And then remember, right. there's a thing called COVID that decided, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> Nobody's doing anything. Yep. So um, yep. my training for that particular race was I I put the, put the miles in, uh, but I specifically put uh, six Saturdays in a row where I did a 50-mile run for six weeks in a row every Saturday. Wow. And now I did wow. now how I how I did That's that good. was I would I would go to a park you know a few minutes away of Brandywine State Creek Park and um it's it's a park that crosses over from northern Delaware into Pennsylvania so if and there's a vast series of trails if if you know where you're going and I happen to know that park like the back of my hand so there's like some you know barely uh you know um known paths and trails that actually exist so I would go there, you know, on a Saturday, I'd start at 5 a.m. And then I would, I would, my, my, my truck would be my, my base. I would have my nutrition, my change of clothes, whatever. And I would, I would go out and I would run maybe a 10, 12 mile course or loop or something. I come back to the truck and I time myself 10 minutes. I eat, replenish, go back out, do another 10, 12, come back until I get that 50 for the day. And then that wow. would take me That's... anywhere from uh, nine hours or so for the whole day. So I made sure I blocked off those. When I put my own training plan together, I, I blocked off my um, those Saturdays, those six Saturdays in a row. And then I said, that's my goal. I mean, I for me, because uh, I get this question a lot, like if you're training for 100K, 100 miles, like what's the longest that you run? Now, everybody's different. For me, I can tell you, I never needed more than a 50 miler, but I need multiples of it. And uh, in this, in this, this, uh, this yeah. time I decided I'm going to do six, six in a row, six weeks in a row. And I believe wow. that got me to that point where I was conditioned. And then obviously mm-hmm. about 30 days outside uh, the uh, Bryce Canyon, they called the, they called the race off or they didn't call the race off, meaning like they, they had the race. Uh, but my, you know, if you recall, I mentioned my, my, my pace and my crew team fell apart because they all decided they just weren't mm-hmm. ready to fly in an airplane. So I had to make sure, that tough sure. decision to, yeah. to defer to 2021. And then, you know, the rest of the year was just going to be training. But then Sarah was the one that turned me into, uh, turned me on to the whole, uh, take a look at this human, you know, human running potential. And I looked at it and at that point, I'd already kind of tapered off my 100-mile training, but then I said, I think I have enough time here to rebuild and maybe tackle this 100K. So that's the direction I went with. So Okay. So what did that rebuilding process look like? I mean, you already had I, a huge fitness base at that so point. It didn't, it, really, mm-hmm. it didn't, honestly, man, it didn't really take a lot. I think it was sometime in... Uh, mid-July when I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go for this race in Colorado, like 100K. So I kind of, mm-hmm. I'd always, you know, even though I, I came down off of the, the, the big miles, I was still doing my own thing. And, you know, like, uh, and obviously running with the clients just keeps you, keeps you moving. And then when I decided I got to refocus back on some kind of training for the 100K, I think at the most I did like three, like maybe maybe even just two 25 to 30 milers and i and i felt confident enough that i think this should be and along with all the other cross training which you and i know is very important um and i Mm -hmm. you know um and i felt like 
I felt confident that was going to be enough to get me through this race. And, and I think it did. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, you did it, man. Yeah. For sure. hundred percent. You nailed it. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, what does, uh, what's like a, a typical week for you? Like, I mean, you're a running coach and, you know, if you're putting in these 50 miles training runs on the weekends, you know, I know that's not all the time, but for six weeks in a yeah. row, that's pretty legit but you're still running during the week with clients yeah. as well. So did your running mileage get up? I mean, it must've been pretty it, high it, during yeah, the week, especially right? Especially during that time when I was knocking out those 50 milers. I mean, I was uh, probably in addition to those, to that 50 miler on that Saturday, I was probably, you know, adding maybe an addition. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't really much. I'm thinking back maybe about maybe 25 to 30, you know, that's, that's, that's with clients, okay. you know, um, so yeah, I mean, yep. I don't think I yep. ever looking back, you know, I, I'm kind of old school. I have, a I, I have a, a runner's log book that I use. <laughs> I, I write down my, mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, I, I know there's all kinds of data out there, like Strava. I, I just, I just, I, I, sometimes I refuse to just get, have too much technology. I'm just so old school. So, but I think looking back, I, I would, sure. uh, during that time, I think, you know, I don't think I ever hit like a hundred mile week during that training because I felt like the fifties mm -hmm. were my main focus. And then anything else in addition was just kind of like, you know, with clients and maybe a short five miler by myself, um, you know, and then saw, you know, a couple of speed workouts, but that's, that's about it. So, and then, you know, and obviously cardio wise, I think the uh, teaching three to four classes a week of spinning um, also kept me in, in good shape. I mean, I know, you know, like it's a very sure. linear uh, type of exercise, you know, but I think like, you know, like quad muscles, I think, you know, help quite a bit. I think that's a, a good, a good benefit that you uh, get from uh, spinning. And then sometimes when you, when you push it in class and you're trying to motivate your, your members, um, you know, like uh, you, you sometimes get to that point where you, take your, your cardio to like almost an anaerobic level. I mean, not, not something you would ever need in an ultra, but I think overall in general that, you know, helped me, uh, you know, accomplish the goal. So. Sure. Yeah. No, getting to that anaerobic level is really important. Like, you know, yeah, you, that might not happen during your actual yeah. ultra marathon event, but I think just, you know, I think that helps the mental confidence too. And, you know, it just opens up those lungs so that even if you're running, you know, 10, 12, 14 minute miles in a yeah. long, long ultra race, um, you know, it's just preparing you, whether it's mentally, physically, it, it, it just yeah. gets you to yeah. where you and need you know, to be. We, so. we talked about this Adam, yeah, where, and I try to pitch this to my clients all the time. It's like, you know, like it's so cliche and, you know, this goes, this saying goes from years, years ago, how when it comes to almost anything that you do in life, whether it be, you know, races or, you know, the Ironman or anything that, you know, you're going to go through some kind of grueling physical work uh, or, um, you know, it's, it's, it really is for me, I think, I think for most people, it really is like a good amount of it is really mental. You have to, you have to believe that you mm -hmm. can do it. If you, if you, I, I, I feel like if you line up at the start line of any race, I don't care what the distance is, 5k, 10k, ultra, whatever. If you, um, 
are saying to yourself, oh man, there's, there's no way I can do this. There's just no way. Well, guess what? Then chances are you're not going to do it because you're already beating yourself. You're already failing there. Now, there's yeah. a difference between yep. being confident and being somewhat cocky. I mean, I, and unfortunately, I think there's some that are just like, I can do anything. I mean, I don't even, I don't think anybody should get to that point. But I mean, if you feel confident, if you, if you can confidently say like, look, I put the training in, I trusted the process and I'm ready to go and I'm going to give it my best. I think, you know, nine out of 10 times, you know, you'll be successful in that event. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent, man. That's it right there. I mean, I've heard, I've heard it said before that uh, ultra marathons are uh, 90% physical and and then uh, the other, uh, wait, I well, think I'm messing them up. How does it go like, now? Uh, no, ultra marathon. Correct. 90% mental and exactly. then the rest yeah, exactly. mental too. And it's, and I, I, I <laughs> yeah. think you and I would agree. I think it's, you know, it's like you have to know, uh, you have to expect what's coming. I think I mentioned to you when we were out there, it's like, you know, when I do these things, like I know at some point the pain and the level of misery is going to hit you at some point. You just sometimes, I mean, you kind of know your own body. Like for me, I knew like around 30, 35 for a hundred K in that type of a course, I would start, you know, here comes the, you know, like you're, you're getting beat up, you're here, you're feeling it, you know, but then you just have to, you know, I think I mentioned, you can't, you can't dodge it, man. You can't, you just have to kind of welcome it and be like, all right, well, you, you knew this was coming, you knew the pain was coming or, you know, the discomfort. I mean, what are you going to, yep. well, you know, you, you'd be naive mm-hmm. to think like you weren't going to feel any soreness or tiredness or fatigue. It, the The question is, well, how are you going to handle it? Are you going to let it beat you or are you going to exactly. try to, you know, how are you going to combat it? You know, like, so you just have to be, I think, really smart about, mm-hmm. you know, wh- how the rest of the race is going to look like. Just, you know, just keep moving, you know, like, you know, it's uh, um, keep moving uh, with a just progress you know just one step at a time and then next thing you know you'll you'll get there sometimes i visualize it while i say just run just run to that tree when you get to that tree run to the next tree or something the next thing you know you just you you're getting closer yeah. and closer yep yeah yeah for sure that's it one step at a time yeah. just relentless forward progress and uh just exactly. embrace the suck you right. know just right. when the pain comes you just smile at it I right. knew this was coming. Yep. Here's my old friend, yep. Mr. Then, Payne. Yeah, and then, you know, go. like, um, <laughs> for me, because I, um, you know, I live in the East Coast where the scenery here is very different from where you are. And, you know, and that that type of scenery where you are, Colorado, Utah, Arizona, is just, you know, I, I just love it. It's, um, you know, the, the vast open plains and the mountain ranges, you know, I uh, I just, it's something, there's something about that's just, you know, like it's like God's country to me, you know, so when I'm doing these things out there, especially out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And when you go through those moments, I, you know, I, it's a good reminder at, at that time to just tell myself, it's like, look, just look around you, look at where you are, look at, look at what you're doing and look at, look what mm-hmm. you're able to do. So just suck it up, man. Just, you know, you came out here for this, that's, and so just do it, you know? 
That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Just be thankful for where you are. You know, be thankful you have the health to even make it to the starting line of one of these big, crazy you, races. We, you and I both know. So, you know even if it's a smaller race. Exactly. Just be thankful for health to show yeah. up at the starting line, you know? I mean, some people yeah. wish they could do that. Dude, some man, people you know, don't it's so, that. It's, so, it's so cliche, but I, I, I'm thankful I wake up every morning and I'm able to stand out of my bed and, and do whatever I need to do. You know, um, mm-hmm. I don't know... Uh, mm-hmm. You talk about inspiration. You talk about this client that you're working with who wants to get healthier, you know, for his mom's sake. And I think that's just, just we're just incredible. That's great. But um, I have a client right now who is uh, uh, wheelchair bound. And yeah. And mm, uh, wow. I met him at the Y, I don't know, maybe a couple of months ago. And I, it started with a simple, I was working the fitness center floor and it started with him asking me to help him with the lap pull downs. And so I moved the seat for him. He rolled in his wheelchair and I asked him what weight, you know, and I pulled it down for him and he's doing his stuff. And I kind of stayed for a couple of minutes to make sure he's okay. And he just happened to notice my, my Iron Man tattoo. And he asked me about it. And mm, I said, yeah, okay. man, it's the Iron Man. And oh, his eyes just lit up. And then when I told him I've <laughs> done it a couple of times, like placid, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of gave him a little snippet on, you know, what, what it's all about. I mean, even though he knew, but, you know, I kind of gave him a little quick story on how I did. He immediately just said, and I had met this guy less than 10 minutes. He immediately said, I, I want that tattoo. I want that. And then, you know, at first, <laughs> wow. at first I was wow. kind of like, is this guy serious? I mean, I thought maybe he was just, yeah. but he asked for my information. He knew I was a running coach. I said, right, we, we can talk. And then, um, yeah. yeah. And then fast forward now, you know, uh, I had a training run with him yesterday. You know, I was running along while he was pounding away on his wheelchair and he invested on a, on a hand bike, okay. because that's what he's going to have to use during the bike portion. He's jumping oh, in a pool, he's kidding. swimming, and yeah. he, he wants it, you know, like he, wow. he's got, you know, so, and, and you, you know, and you talk about like people inspiring me, it's him, it's, it's, it's individuals like him. And, and that's the part I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're having a bad day or you're a sore or something, and then you, I see someone like that, that client of mine, Jonathan, I'm like, you know what, stop complaining. <laughs> Stop complaining. What are you complaining about? Right, I mean, right. this guy has the the effort yeah. that he has, he's got to go through to get out of his apartment to get out there. And, you know, it's uh, not not mm-hmm. as easy as you and I have it where we just roll out, get up, lace up and go for a run. It takes more effort, but he doesn't for sure he doesn't let that deter him. So it's, it's pretty amazing. Wow, that's yeah. so cool. That's so cool. So, yeah, you're the running coach, but he's the one inspiring you, you know? That's so cool. That's full circle right there. Yep. That's a beautiful thing. Wow. Cool, man. Well, Vic, listen, man, uh, can we – let's go back, man. Um, Tell us, like, you know, how you grew up and how you eventually found running. So, um, I was – so, my family came here from the Philippines, and I was 11 at the time. Um, it's kind of mm-hmm. funny, but, uh, we came really on a lie. And what I mean by that is my, my dad told us that we were coming to, uh, to the States to go to Disneyland. 
And uh, so I remember saying goodbye to <laughs> my school friends in the Philippines. See you in two weeks. I'll bring you back something, you know, Mickey Mouse shape or something. Not knowing that that wasn't right. a plan. So anyway, so we were here. <laughs> the, uh, we migrated in, the, in, the, in California. We lived there for the first three, four years. And then my dad got a gig here in Delaware. Uh, at that at that time, I was like, literally like, Delaware? Where is Delaware? And then he just said, just say we're moving to Philadelphia. I'm like, okay. So it was a Greyhound bus that <laughs> we took across the country from California to um, to uh, Delaware. Uh, that was like in the summer of 83, I think. Yeah. And then I've been here ever since. And running was not really, was not, not, not really. It was not a part of my life. Uh, it, when uh, not until I was about probably in my late twenties, um, you know, when I was, you know, believe it or not, man, I was actually this. This you're gonna get a kick out of this. I was actually a smoker. I, I was smoking cigarettes, and uh, yep. it was just one of those, you know, you when you're young, you don't know any better, whatever, whatever excuse I can come up with, I sure. I was sure. doing it. I mean, it's not like I was. Yeah smoking a pack a day but still it doesn't matter smoking is smoking so you know, so for those of you yeah. that are smoking stop smoking anyway so um but yeah so <laughs> and i think it was the turning point for me now i did like run uh a little bit of some track uh in high school but i wasn't serious about it it was just kind of like a buddy said hey let's join the track team I'm like okay let's do it but I think we focused more on the pole vault. Mm -hmm. I remember pole vaulting in high school, and I think I was part of the four by one, uh, the four okay. by four. But I, I, I couldn't even tell you how many. I think it was only just one year. I mean, you know, it was very short. It was not serious about it at all. And I, you know, like smoked. I drank a little bit. I just, just wasn't really cared about like fitness in general. I, I, and I don't think it was until. Mm -hmm. uh, we were expecting my uh, my my son, uh, who Noah, who is now twenty. Um, I remember uh, that's when I said, you know, I I gotta really improve my lifestyle here because I don't want to be the type of dad that is gonna try to chase this kid down and be out of breath after two minutes. You know, I I want to make sure I have this quality mm -hmm. time, mm -hmm. knowing that it was gonna be a boy. I you know boys are active, and I want to make sure that. I don't want to be like, can't play right now because, you know, like you just because you're not feeling well. So that was, I think, the turning point. And then uh, somewhere around that same time, I remember I was still smoking. And then I remember getting up one day, I sat up uh, on my bed and I was about to do on my normal routine, which is to reach over and grab my first stick of cigarette for the day. And something just mm -hmm. something just held my hand back. And then I remember saying to myself, what are you doing, man? Mm -hmm. Like, what the hell are you doing? You're doing something you know mm -hmm. is killing you or is going to kill you. And I remember mm -hmm. somehow it, I just went, mm -hmm. that's it. I crumpled the whole, that whole, uh, the rest of the cigarettes. I threw it away. And I think it might have been a couple of days later. I don't know. I wasn't even thinking about it. I just decided to go for a run. And I went. And I, to me, hmm. it seemed like I ran for 10 miles, but I remember that route because it's still a route that I, I pass by that I run by every day. Dude, it was like a quarter mile. Sure. Quarter mile. And it, so I'm like, because <laughs> the years later, I remember thinking, I remember when I ran from that apartment and I stopped at that 
right here and I still have this spot is still local and I remember like to me back then it seemed so long and now when I measure it I'm like quarter mile that's a lot and then but it, you just kind of <laughs> just like with anything somehow I kept at it and kept at it and then it became easier and easier I mean there was times where it wasn't easy but then eventually you stick with something that you know is going to be beneficial to you help you you get to that point where it, uh, it became to me just very not only enjoyable but, but very spiritual for me um, and that's that's my connection with mm. running I'm not a religious person by means but I f- I feel like there's some spirituality with running and I just really get connected with myself and my surroundings and my thoughts and my feelings and that's what drives mm. me to keep running um, so so I, I want to stop you for a sec. What what inspired you to actually start running, though? Like, why didn't you take up bodybuilding or soccer or some other crazy sport? Uh, like, honestly, like why was it, it running? Was the cheapest form of sport I could think of. It was free. I mean, what, yeah, right. It's free. What, you can just go out the door, right? Yeah, and at that and at pair that of shoes time, at the most, yeah, right. Financially or whatever, and I never even really thought about like joining a gym you know um i just decided let me just do something on my own well what can i do on my own that that's not gonna you know take up too much investment and i'm like i think running so i just did i I, actually i labeled it as i'm just gonna go for a jog see how this jog feels and that was it and then um and then the the Mm -hmm. the strength training and uh, the the spinning and the swimming that some that came later on, but running came first. So later on was the whole gym scene. But uh, yeah, so that that's really why. Like mm-hmm. I was just really finding something that uh, that I found was just you know affordable and then easy, um, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. and I wasn't really a mm-hmm. big gym person to begin with. I mean, I really still am, and I mean, I do my workouts whenever I can, but. Uh, I rather uh, I'm just really the type of person who just kind of invest in my own equipment and do the work, you know, uh, in my own place. So yeah, so that's that's yeah. really why. Mm. So okay, so you quit smoking and you started yeah. running. Your first run was like a quarter mile, and then you said eventually you found a spirituality in running. Like how long did that take? I mean, no. it, I'm guessing it didn't happen yeah, overnight. It, pro- it probably problem, took a little yeah. bit of time. At what part, at what point did it start getting easier and and you started finding um, some peace while you were out running and finding that spirituality? I would probably say looking back, thinking about probably a good, maybe eight months that I started really feeling like this is, I like this flow. I like this, what I'm feeling. And I, and I had more of a really positive connection with where I actually was, couldn't wait to lace up. So I would say probably about eight months into that mm. first initial, you know, huffing and puffing and dogging it. And sure. then, uh, and then, then here comes the, sure. let me see, let me sign up for my first 5k and see how I do. And then, and that's how it started 5k. Uh, um, okay. You know, and I think I ran like, you know, like over 30 minutes, but I was just happy. I was able to, experienced the mm-hmm. whole re- racing atmosphere not racing i mean i wasn't racing with anybody but i mean meaning like that whole like you get up you put a bib number you there's a start line and they time you 
and I put a few, mm -hmm. uh, probably a bunch of 5Ks here and there. And then obviously, like, just naturally, you're like, you know, let me see if I can go to a 10K. And then, you know, that's how it was for me. And then right. the 10K became like, there was a local, um, the Broad Street Run in Philadelphia is the most, I believe it's the most famous 10 miler in the country. Um, I got into that. 10 miles okay yeah. and then uh, yeah big deal you know i'm going yeah, double digits now and then uh and then here comes the half marathons mm -hmm. and then um and then you know like uh at some point i started incorporating some other uh forms of uh exercise because i started getting a little more smarter with i realizing uh by talking to other runners and other athletes like uh you really just can't run all the time because you have to incorporate some cross training to make sure you're you're all around, you know, uh, keeping yourself healthy and conditioned. So I think that's when the gym came and I would do some lightweight training, just dumbbells, nothing, nothing scientific, just to fire up the muscles a little bit. Um, yeah. And then, um, and then, you know, mm -hmm. like, uh, think that the, a big significant change for me from running those um, 5Ks to the half marathon uh, as far as like uh, endurance was uh, the time that I decided I was going to do my first Ironman, which I was, yeah. So that, I think that was, I think the Ironman definitely was the turning point for me in terms of like really getting into endurance running endurance uh events so yeah yeah no so, so that's I, the thing well, man it's did you do a marathon because, though so when i mentioned to a couple of friends <laughs> about like hey i think i want to do an ironman they're like dude you got to do a marathon first <laughs> and i was like i know that i know that um, right and i right yeah, but uh and i did and i did um i think i i forget how many maybe three to I remember that yeah I, I did it just to see what it's like and my 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 goal with my first marathon just like I would suggest to any of my clients for a first marathon is to just finish uh, I even tell my clients now it's like you know right. like if someone if a client comes to me and says you know a potential client says well I, what's your goal and if they say I want to run my first marathon I'm, I'm like okay and then I ask them the reason why and so on and so forth. And then uh, if I ask them what their goal is for the first marathon, if they give me, uh, and this is just me as a running coach, if they, if they give me uh, an answer that says, I, 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 my goal, I want to run it under four hours. I usually will say, I'm not, your, mm -hmm. I'm not the guy for you. And the reason I say that is because one, I just okay. believe as a running coach, if you're going to tackle your first marathon distance at 26.2, which is the beginning of the monster of endurance or uh, long distance running for your first one, your approach, in my opinion, should be just finish it. Just finish. Who cares if just you do finish. it in four yeah. and a half or five hours sure. or five and a half. For, so for the ones for, and I've had, right. uh, potential clients that I actually, you know, decided I'm not the coach for you for your first half marathon. If you're telling me you want to bust it out under four hours, because that's not the way I would train you to enjoy your first marathon. Mm -hmm. I would train you where I would help you build endurance and not care so much about the time. And then once you finish it, 
at that time in whatever time it takes you, then your next or your third one, we can start focusing on a time goal. So that's just, you know, now a lot of running coaches, I'm sure will disagree with me and that, and that's fine. I just feel like for me, my, my way of helping someone be successful in their first marathon is I would want them to tell me that their goal is to just finish. I'm like, okay, once I, if I hear that and there's Mm -hmm. no like time limit, um, especially if something really aggressive, uh, then I'll say, okay, let's keep talking and, you know, let's see if we can build this running relationship. Now, obviously if somebody says, I want to, I just want to finish. Okay. Sure. But if they say, but I'd like to finish under, you know, um, five and a half hours, even if they give me that time, I'll be like, okay, we can keep talking. I, I, I guess to clarify, I'm talking about, um, you know, someone that is, uh, 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 brand new to the marathon distance. And then they're like, I want to run it under four hours. I feel like I, I don't think you and I will mesh right now, mm-hmm. you know? So, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm always honest with sure. any potential clients. And that's why I always hold a uh, free mm-hmm. consultation. When someone emails me, I sit down with them because I want to have an open line of communication with the potential client and it gives them a, a chance to see if I'm the right fit for them. And also if I feel like this is someone that I can or willing mm-hmm. to take on, but I, I, I'm a big believer in the, what I would say is the right approach, the right attitude. Uh, Cause I feel like, you know, that's the, 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 the that will right. build the foundation of having a good relationship. So and sometimes, you know, when you meet people, you can tell right away, like, I can work with this person. Um, or, but sometimes if not, then I can always say, you know what, I don't think I'm the right coach for you, but let me take you to this avenue and recommend some other running coaches I may know uh, that I think you'll, you'll connect, you know, uh, you'll connect with. So, um, so yeah. Okay. And how long did it take before you six, ran your first marathon uh, from, six, from when six, you started from scratch? Uh, and did you have years. a coach? Yeah, for the time that I decided that four one years. day where okay. I ran a quarter mile and felt like I was going to die, about four years, 2004, right, is when I did my first um, my first full marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a that's a respectable time, and I think it's probably about the same for me too. Training. Did you have and a coach all at that time, or training, were you just self training? Well, I'm not sure what I'm okay. doing here. I'm just gonna go. I know the distance is 26 miles. I, I remember sure. googling stuff, uh, and it said that you know you should do a 20 miler, 120 miler, see how your body responds. And I did that, and I felt like okay, you know, I mean, I. I mean, dude, it was really slow. I mean, and I didn't care. I said, I, what am I tackling here? I'm not tackling time. I'm tackling the distance. Sure. And, um, and then I said, I, and the key is, well, how am I, how am I going to recover from this 20 miler? And when I felt like it went well, that gave me the confidence to say, you know what? I can, I can do this. And, and I, and I did. So, and I, and I made sure I enjoyed my first yeah. marathon, you know, like there was no pressure. Okay. Um, it was local. Um, so I had a lot of friends and family supporting yep. me uh, during the race day. And uh, yeah, and then you just kind of build up from there. 
Yeah. I think it was the same thing for me, man. Yeah. Like my first marathon, that was just my goal was just to finish. You know, I was, yeah. I was a little bit daunted. I was a little bit scared of the distance because yeah, same right. here. I'd, I'd yeah. done like uh, probably a 20 mile yeah. training run, just one, just to see how the body felt. And I was a little bit nervous about how it was going to go. Absolutely. And I just wanted to yeah. go out Dude, and finish the thing just to say that I'm a marathoner. I said. I'm like, and then, I, yeah, I remember uh, reading in that race that the cutoff time was seven hours. And I said, okay, well, I, I know I can do that. So, and okay. I did. And I think I was like, oh, man, I can't even remember. I know it was like somewhere in the four and a half hours, yeah. but I just kind of took my time. And, and uh, yeah, and I was like, I remember being handed that first, that medal. It was my first marathon medal. I still have it. I mean, it's unfortunately collecting dust underneath my bed, but the point is it's there. Yeah. And then, yeah. And, and I remember <laughs> saying to myself, and I say this to my uh, clients now is like, I wanted to finish that marathon feeling, feeling good and not feeling like I hated it. I, I'm never going to do this again. I wanted to finish it and say, all right, let's right. find the next one. And that's exactly what happened. And then, uh, cause I knew that if I pushed okay. it too hard, yeah. there was just no point for me, you know, to push too hard. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I, 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 I taken it from personal experience. I try to convey that to uh, a client who's running the first marathon. It's like, look, why don't you just try to enjoy it? You know, you know, like you're still going to cover the distance and who cares if you takes you close to five hours, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter right now. Later on, it's going to start mattering once you get more, you know, yeah. uh, more efficient with your running. And then we can start, talking about targeting a specific time goal so yeah you got it yep that's a smart way to i look did at it. i i did so um, then you jumped into i can Iron tell Man. you that the uh, uh the reason was i remember specifically i was watching the the 2005 uh kona championship the iron man championship on nbc.com and i remember the way they shot the way they yeah, shot it, nice. they had like the cameraman underneath the ocean and the music. I remember being all inspired, but at the same yep. time saying to myself, these people are the craziest people I've ever yeah. seen. I'm like, why would you, not knowing that <laughs> sometimes soon yep. I would yep. somehow drink the juice and just the Kool-Aid, really, right? So, yeah, and I remember like um, in like... Uh, right. I, that's when I'm like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm, I want one. And then that's when my couple of my buddies were like, you got to do a marathon first. And I, like I said, I did that. And then uh, I remember like, all right, logistically uh, at that time, this was 2000. Um, this was 2009. I remember, well, that was when I did my first one, but let me step back in 2007 or six is when I started really, looking into registering for my first one. And at that time, logistically in Delaware, Lake Placid, New York was the closest Ironman. Okay. Cause there was, now there's the Poconos, there is Cambridge, Maryland, okay. a few hours away. But back then the closest was Lake Placid. You know, it's got some, you do. Yeah. yeah a lot of people don't realize. And you have like to sign up time, like a year ahead of time, the, right? The Ironman has so many yeah. events now that, 
this uh, the event selling out you don't really have much of an issue now depending on which one you're trying to get into but back then the only way to get in guaranteed was if you volunteered if you're volunteered on that event uh registration opens the very next day and then they exactly they cater first to the volunteers yes that's how and I'm then they too. cater to the on-site registration the people that actually drove to the venue and then anything remaining they go on they put it online and right. you have no idea i didn't have an idea what time online registration was going to open up so the next day i remember i was like you know had the credit card ready and i'm waiting waiting and then uh i never got in dude every time i clicked it it was sold out mm-hmm. and then i was like it's not meant to be not meant to be oh okay so another year goes by i do the same thing this time i had a buddy of mine had my credit card info and i said hey (laughs) let's see let's see who can get me in first same thing sold out in minutes and that's when (laughs) i was like something's telling you you're not oh wow you're not cut out for this and it wasn't until like obviously oh eight when the day after that event, I said, ah, i try it again. And this time I'm just nonchalantly like clicking, clicking, putting my information, you know, my chin was on my, my hand, kind of like, ah, it's going to be the same thing. And then I remember I clicked it, submit, <laughs> and the page yeah. froze and it started, you know, that they you know that on the top of the page, that circle thing, it was like spinning. And I was like, whoa that did that yeah. didn't do that the next the first couple of okay. times and then when it opened up it said congratulations and i said holy <laughs> holy shit Ooh. and i said what the hell did you just do <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then all this fear just came over me like right, right? what yeah. did i just no. do yeah and then another voice says it's okay yep, you got i'm in it now one year one year to get ready and that's exactly what i did so yeah so that's that's my iron man that's mm-hmm. the beginning of my iron man and uh the story of it anyway and uh yeah and then i did it again in 13 and then i haven't done one uh another one since yeah, i don't know if i have any, any more iron mans than me i'm just really enjoying uh i'm enjoying more of the ultra these days so Yeah. Well, the same thing with me, man. I did a couple half Ironmans and I did one full Ironman. And I remember while I was yeah. training for my Ironman, I kind of discovered trail running and did a couple trail races yeah. and just discovered that community and how welcoming that com- community is. You know, and I was putting that up against uh, how welcoming the Ironman community was, which isn't nearly as as open or, or welcoming. And I just thought, man, this I think this trail running is is where I want to lean into, and uh, just fell in love with trails at that point. And you know, did my first Ironman, and then shortly after that, I was doing uh, I, trail I, I agree. ultras. That's, that's so how it was. For I me think that's too. how it goes right for, now, for a lot of people too. Personally, I can't compare what it feels to be connected with um with ultra marathon runners with uh yeah ultra marathon runners especially when it comes to trail running there's just something something unique and special about it you know um i uh part of the draw for me is the fact that mm-hmm. i um 
when you do these things, it's very personal, uh, becomes personable. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you, if you run the big marathons, you know, the New York and the Boston and the Marine Corps, it's great. I give kudos to everybody and anybody that does those races. I've done them. I've done the New York, you know, I've done, um, you know, Disney, whatever, you know, uh, but sometimes I do feel like I, I'm just speaking for me. I feel like sometimes when you're doing the marathons, when there's 30, 40,000 of you, I almost sometimes feel like you're just a, you're just a number. You're just a bib number, you know, but then you switch to what we did in Colorado, where sure. yeah. when you check into the uh, aid stations, you know, the volunteers mm-hmm. are like, all right, Vic, go get it. It's just, and it's nice. It's, I, don't know, I don't know about you, man, but I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when, when yep. those volunteers were like, all right, number 60, and I know my name's next to it, but they, they mentioned my name. Nice job, Vic. That, that, that gets to me, dude. It's like, I, yeah. I, whether they yeah. need it or not, you get that sense of like, these people, sure. they, they yep. care. Yep. You know? So. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a little bit different. I mean, if you volunteer right. at an Ironman course and there's thousands exactly. of people coming right. through, um, yeah, there's there's not really much of a connection because you're literally just handing people water and that's your job and, yeah. and just thousands of people are coming through and then you're cleaning up thousands of cups that were thrown on the ground. But yeah, at, a, at an ultra, you know, I mean, there's right. maybe 100 people coming through and yeah. sometimes you get five, 10 minutes where nobody's coming through. So you're excited to see that right. runner and you're like, all right, man, like, what do you need? Sit yeah. down, take a break. Do you need right. anything? Do you want me to fill your... You want me to take your pack off your back? I'll fill it up for you while you're recovering. And for me, it's just uh, a totally different feeling when you do these ultra marathons. Is because it's just there's just much more. There's more an opportunity. And you're right. There's more of an opportunity for the volunteers to make it more personable. Uh, And I know, like, you can't really take that against the volunteers. You know, volunteering for the big races because you're right. You've got hundreds of people coming through um, the aid stations. Whether you just, you know, they're running by, you grab the cup and you just keep going, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a lot more difficult to 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 be uh, right. uh, to, to to personally connect with the runners. In an ultra, you just you just get it, and uh, and that's that's one of the reasons. That's one of the things I love about it. And it's great to. Yeah. I don't know about you. It's great too when, um, just like at Sangre, you know, when yeah, yeah, when. When you go back, when you, if it's a loop or you come back to the same age station that you were just at like 12 miles ago, and then they remember you and they're like, Hey, Adam, welcome back. Nice job. Or mm-hmm. they, if they know they're, if you, if they know right. you're coming back, right. they say, Dick, we'll see you back here in six miles. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. 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 And they'll tell you, you know, you only got 12 miles to go when you run out yeah. of here. You know, you a little, you got a little bit of an uphill, but then it's all downhill yeah. to the next aid station, and you know they, they get a little bit more personal with you. I remember in Western states, uh, that race is run just like clockwork, and uh, there's a lot of runners, of course. There's a few hundred runners, but um, I remember yeah. there was, uh, I think it was like Girl Scouts that were actually running one of the aid stations. But the girls that were running that aid station knew exactly what to tell <laughs> me. You know, they're like. Okay, when you run out of this aid station, you're gonna have a thousand feet of climbing. Yeah. You're gonna go up 
miles and then you're going to go downhill for four miles into the next aid station. And it's like, they just, they knew yeah. exactly yeah. what to say. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just a, it was a beautiful thing, man. So, okay. So you went from Ironman yeah, to, so, you know, uh, did you jump right into trail Ironman, racing? Did you, you know, jump right I into ultras or what did that look like for where, you? Um, kind of like what's next, I guess. You know, and then uh, naturally, somehow, I, okay. the the ultra marathon was kind of like, I think I want to tackle this. And then I've always, in, when it came, when I really got into running, I always enjoyed trail running more than road running. Um, you know, I I'm just a big advocate of being out, you know, yeah. in the middle of the woods, in the trails, in, you know, sp- uh, experiencing the four seasons you know from like you know now with the leaves turning and the yellow and the green and the purple of the leaves and then in the winter time when it's so bare and then in the summertime when the lush of the green trees it's just it's amazing you know um and then or the fresh falling snow when it seems so majestic when especially if you know you're the first yeah, one in the trails yeah. because the trails completely like there's no footprints except maybe from yeah exactly yeah yeah it's great you know so uh i've always no been footprints in, so yeah you're making the first my, tracks i developed yeah, that as my love feeling. for the uh the, where i want to run and then so the ultra was kind of like the next thing and then i remember like what do, what do i want to do here it's like so okay so uh i did some research and i my very first um Ultra was the uh, the bull run in Virginia, the 50 miler. And then, uh, and again, just like when I tackled my first marathon, my goal okay. was to simply survive. Because I'm like, yeah, you've never done 50 miles before. It's doubled. The, even though at that point, I've done just several yep. marathons. But uh, training for it, I think I capped at 35 miles. And then, and then uh, the, the, it was... Um, it was uh mm-hmm. it was incredible i uh, it was like in april so the it was nice spring weather and then uh pretty flat there was some hills and stuff but yeah and i think i my goal was to just just make the i think it was like a 15 hour cutoff and i came in like 13 something and uh and then i just remember like i just you know just like that i was hooked nice. uh, because i i felt like in in a in an ultra marathon, it's like uh, just like with any endurance, it's like you're really racing yourself, your your the course, and then the time. I I don't you know I never cared about mm-hmm. anybody who's ahead of me or who's behind me. It's like if you if you execute it in a way where you just want to finish it, um, and then sure. improving yourself as a person physically mentally it's that's that's just the way to do it so the bull run was my first one and then you know and then from from there it was uh uh do i do i want do i want to do i dare to go bigger you know what's what's next and obviously if you look at the ultra marathon distance you know there's you know like (laughs) yes you would think the the 100k 62 miles would be the next level and for most it is when you build up especially if you're trying to build up to the to the big uh the, the big mm-hmm. one but yeah. um and i'm sure I, but i think there's also maybe i don't know maybe you know but i think there's there might be some 70 milers out there i don't know i mean there's i might have came across some 
race in PA years ago. I found it interesting. It was like a 70 mile run. But anyway, but I. Right. Typically, it goes from 50 mile to 100K up to 100 miles. It's a big and it's difference. a jump from yeah. even from from 100K yeah. to yeah. 100 so, miles. I mean, that's 38 mile jump. I did. You know, I that's did. a big difference. So I did. And then, you but know, you that's when I decided, 50 mile okay, well, to 100? I was able to survive the 50 okay. mile or so. <laughs> Again, after my first Ironman, I was like, well, what's next? I'm really loving this. I'm enjoying the how I can push my myself you know, uh, through all this, uh, uh, grueling, you know, uh, grueling events. So I, yeah, so I went to a uh, hundred miles and then, um, it was, a, it was the New Jersey trail festival and this was 2000, I'm trying to think back, maybe 2010. It was a very flat course. Um, it was a New Jersey fairgrounds. You, uh, very similar to Sangre de Cristo set up your, your pace, uh, your crew stays in one spot and then you basically did uh, 10 yeah 10-10 okay. mile loops and then every time you come back after 10 miles you know you get checked off oh, okay. Get okay. Like, a slash, like a marker slash uh, on your bib and then you go again and and again um, that that one again was like you know, like I remember like um, just going through that whole process of running at 100 miles where, you know, it was a festival. So they had like the 50 milers, 100K, and we were all running the same path and we completely tore it up. It was like muddy and rocky and slippery. But the nice thing about it was nice. It was flat. There was no mountains, nothing whatsoever. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. And then, um, yeah. And I think it took me, Sure. 29 hours out of a out of a 34 hour cutoff or something like that but i but i remember like uh at some point i just uh started telling okay. myself to just okay. just keep moving forward and just you you're gonna get there eventually and then i had uh some friends and family that actually were out there pacing me uh which was nice and um I find that that part of the ultra for me is important, having someone to be able to come out and uh, pace you. I, that's why I give so much kudos to uh, ultra marathon runners who actually go out and yeah. do these things on their own. I think that's amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. kidding. I mean, yeah, it's just so much fun to invite and involve your family and friends to have people come out, to have smiling, friendly faces cheering you on. And it's encouraging when, you know, they've traveled a little bit and, you know, they've, they've, <laughs> yes. they've driven yes. a little distance like to come out. It's like, well, now I have to finish like because they came all the way where, here. Well, you don't want to <laughs> finish in front of all these people that came out to see you. So, you know, and, 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 you know, and honestly, I think for me, the only way that exactly. I succumb <laughs> to the ultra is if I know that I'm badly injured, you know, because then you would make the, not only the right, but the smart decision. Sure. You know, yeah. I think, um, you know, but if, if you're going to call it quits because right. you're tired, yep. 100%. I, I, you have to kind of question that, right? I mean, you're like, well, you had to expect you're going to get tired. Exactly. Right. 
Oh, for sure. And you're going to regret it so much the next day. I mean, or it may even be a couple of days before you can finally admit it to yourself. But then, you know, you gotta keep you're going to realize gonna, I'm not really you, that beat up. Eat you and up I guess I could have kept going. Then, you know, because like, mm-hmm. then you realize, you know, thinking back, there was really no yep, real reason yep, for me not to go on, except that I was tired. But so that that would be like my advice to someone who's doing the mm-hmm. first big mm-hmm. event, you know, yep. when it comes to ultra, I don't care. You, you, you can even say that for the marathon. You know, you're going to get tired. You know, you're going to get to that point. But I mean, but if that's all you're sure. that's facing, yeah. and I'm not trying to downplay it, I mean, just keep going because, yeah, because if you don't, if you decide to fold because you're just, you're you're tired and you're fatigued yeah yeah maybe not right away to your point in a couple of days you're gonna wait really when you when you come back to your normal self you're gonna think back and you're gonna be like you know you you know even if you don't admit it to anyone you'll probably admit to yourself i i could have kept going i should have kept going right yeah 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 that's a feeling i just don't want to live with and, you know, I've been there to a certain extent. I mean, I, I've DNF'd, you know, I, I've, I think I've only DNF'd one race, but, um, you know, I was having some knee problems that day and I stopped running. And then a couple of days later, I was like, you know, I mean, yeah, my knees messed up, but yeah, honestly, exactly. I, I That's... think I could have kept going and, and it was a horrible feeling. And it's just something that I don't ever want to yep. feel again. I don't have any DNFs yeah, on, on yeah, my record, yeah. I, that's, and that's I'm proud of that. I, uh, but, just like um, you, I think. Yeah, man. I know. No, I, I hear you. One DNF in the ultra. So, um, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they're going to happen. You know, DNFs are, you know, if you're running no, ultras, it, it's probably going to happen at some point. And if you're injured, you know, if you're injured, there's no shame in that. Yeah. You know, so. For sure. Yep. I, w- yep. I w- So you ran your first 100 and then were you hooked? Did you, I did. I, I mean, you finished 300 uh, miles right at, away, at this point. So did you sign up for the next one right away or what at did the that same look like? Time, the, uh, when I was building for the ultra, I was still, um, you know, pushing the marathon distance. I was also trying to get stronger and faster in the marathon. And, um, so, but, so while doing that, I would then sometimes throw in an ultra, mm-hmm. you know, here and there. So, um, and um, yeah, I think my next 100 Got was, it. I think I went, yeah, I went back to the New Jersey Trail Festival, I think like three years later. And all I wanted was to improve my time. Um, because I'm like, okay, now I've got something that I can set. It was the same course. So I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. so. And I did. I think I, I think I only shaved like fifty-five yep. minutes or something like that. But still, yeah. But yeah. But at the same time, I was also like building the number of um, marathons sure. faster throughout, those, throughout that time, and then not only building the number of or adding the number of marathons, but as also trying to see is it possible for me as I get older to actually get faster on the marathon. But, if that was something that was also something that I set for myself. And, and there was a trend, okay. honestly, Adam, there was a trend that I was like, I'm actually 
getting more comfortable with the marathon distance and I'm actually kicking it better and better. I mean, not much better, but better each time. So I'm like, I may have something here, you know? So that was another driver for me to, to keep staying with the marathon, which is, it's, it's a good distance for me. I like the marathon, you know, um, you know, cause I felt like I got to the point where I'm conditioned enough that I can actually improve yeah. my time. And I, and I, and I did, you know, like this past October uh, was, was it last October? Yeah. Um, was my, uh, uh, was my 25th full marathon. And I remember approaching it saying, you know, 25 is a nice round number. You know, mm, I wow. said, I'm going to train for this one and see if I can run my fastest marathon at age 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and I had a trend going where you know if I have a knockout day it can mm, happen but mm-hmm. everything's gotta come together right everything from weather to your nutrition and, you know and and you know a lot of people need to understand that it's everything's like you happen. you put the work in but there's other components mm. that also needs to kind of work towards your favor you know and uh, so but yeah. Um, so yeah, I did. I did, man. Like you know, like it's not mm-hmm. it's not fast by any means, but it was for me at this age. It was I was pretty amazed that I was able to kick my fastest marathon as I get as I've gotten older. And I think at age fifteen, I feel like that's uh, that's just a, a testament again to anybody uh, putting the hard work. You got to put the hard work. And then I tell my clients all the time, and a lot of them get tired of me saying this, you got to trust the process. If I build you a training plan, you got to trust the process. Don't look at the results too far ahead. The results will come, but you got to trust the process. And what I mean by that is like, you know, trust the training plan, do what you can to follow as best you can. I don't expect Mm -hmm. any of every client to, you know, dot the I's and cross the T's and run every single training run I have them do. Because, you know, there's a thing called life that gets in the way, right, of things. But if you try to follow it as best you can and trust it, it's going to pay off. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, coach, uh, it's you know, I yeah. probably, yeah. I'd say... So when did coaching come into all um, this? Maybe about five years ago, I... Um, I think it was a friend of mine who said something like, why don't you get into coaching? And I was like, man, I said, I don't know how to coach. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, when you're telling me to, when you're saying all these motivational things, it's like, that's coaching. I mean, I, I respond to that, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but I don't have a coaching certificate. And they're like, they're like, dude, you, you've got like, the the personal and practical experience of what it takes to run this and to run that. I said, as long as you let people know that, look, I don't have a coaching certificate. If you're looking for yeah. a coach that does, then I'm not the one. Um, and I said, okay, yeah. And sometimes, you know, um, it, experience mm-hmm. sometimes um, but you've got the experience, fitness experience, or working experience. Sometimes it goes, it goes a long way. Sometimes you know. Um, so, I I kind of took on um, 
uh, a friend Absolutely. of mine who said, yeah. "Will you man? Will you?" She was like, "Will you coach me?" I uh, I, I just want to. I think it was she was going to do her like third marathon, and she uh, was a big fan of the Marine Corps marathon, and she wanted to break five hours. And I said, "Okay, I, I can kind can kind of guide you." I wasn't even using the term coaching. Let me guide you, and I built her a plan that I felt like was something that I think that will work for her. Cause she sure. and I knew, and you and I know that I think we talked about this when we were out to like anybody can Google and download a marathon training plan. But my, my advice to that would be like, you know, uh, just rethink that because, mm-hmm. you know, like, unless you know your client, it's like, I build a training plan specific to my client, depending on, what I know about their fitness level, you know, their schedule and their longest run, because not everybody's the same. So I, I, yeah, I for sure guided her through her first, uh, oh, not her first, but her, her, that marathon. And then she, she broke it. She broke it by like six minutes, you know, but she was static. She was happy. And then to me, that was kind of like, I think I can do this. So I, I wasn't legit. It was just mm-hmm. something I, kind of telling friends like hey i'm coaching now if anybody needs you know um any a running coach and i remember too that um i was thinking about like like a name for the company you know whatever and then i i uh i my take about running is like it's a it's a everybody has a running story, right? You know, something that they want to tell about how they became a runner. Kind of like you're asking me how I, I got into all this. It's a running story. Well, most, most stories start with, you know, once upon or once upon a time or something. And it just kind of caught on. So I said, I'm going to call it once upon a run. Cause I believe everybody has a running story and let me, let me help you tell your running story yeah. from beginning to end from start to finish, you know? So, Sure. So yeah, so and then um I uh just kind of put yeah. it out there on like Facebook it. and then uh the other things kind of came along afterwards as far as the website uh I this uh, the website I have now is fairly new. I had a previous website. This one's much much better. I just I think the flow of it is much much better. But and then um I also remember as a running coach back then I said I said to myself I would probably not take more than three clients at any given time because I felt like if I take any more than three at any time, at any given time, I didn't, there might be a possibility that the quality of the coaching might suffer. And I don't want that. Um, But then more opportunities started knocking. And then Mm -hmm. I decided that if I really put a lot of focus into it, I am able to manage more than that and still make the, the each client feel like they're the only client you know um but they but they know like i have like you know like whatever eight to ten or something but you know yeah. and i yeah. feel like as yeah. uh, as someone that mentors or coaches or whatever you want to call or whatever you label it as long as you do a good job of keeping an open line of communication consistent and open with each of your clients, a lot of times that's what they're looking for. So sometimes I'll have to kind of sit down and look at everyone's training plan and be like, 
okay, I haven't uh, got in touch with her sure. in a couple of days. Let yeah. me do that now. And then, so it's, yeah, a, a text, an email, a check-in. Hey, hey, how's it going? You know, okay. you've got so you just uh, send them a, text a long and just check in on Saturday. Them? What do you need from me? Let's talk about how you're going right. to attack it or approach it. And then it's like that. And I feel like, you know, uh, just like in any business, you, you have to stay communicated mm-hmm. with your clients and that's that's how you grow the business you know and then if and you and but you have to mean it you have to be the type of person that really enjoys what you're doing yeah. and and yeah. i do like i don't do it just to you know um you know <laughs> no yeah uh no lucrative and uh running coach you don't do it for the fame and the riches together you know but <laughs> but you and I, we talked about this, man. You know, it's not about that, right? <laughs> no, no. It... Sure. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, we're just at a place in our lives, I think both of us, and we talked yes. about this too, where like, we're ready to pass that knowledge on. We're ready to serve other people and we're ready to inspire other people. You know, like some of these races were some of the, the best memories of our lives and we had a blast with it. And if there's any way that we can Absolutely. share that yeah. with other people no, or inspire uh, other people, there's no monetary. It's like we're just at that point in our life that where that's what we want really to do. It's just that feeling of like, I think I mentioned this to you, like when we were out there, it's like for me, honestly, man, it's like if I know that I made an ounce of a difference in somebody's life because I inspired them or, um, you know, I gave him a good workout or something. That's mm-hmm. enough for me, man. You know, it's like, and then, then, and then you see it because they either say something in Facebook or they tell you. That's like, it. That was amazing. Like I, I had such a great work. Thank you so much. Like little comments like that and feedback like that. It reminds me like, this is why I do it. I mean, they're not telling me that and they're writing me a check at the same time. I don't care about that. I mean, if they do, sure, I'll take it. But of course, but it's not yeah. about that. Yeah. It's like, it's just that. Yeah, I, I know, I know. Like, uh, I think sure. I told you my story, but you know, I was in corporate banking for like over twenty years, and uh, yeah, and I tell this story over and over again. At at the point where I worked my tail off in the, mm-hmm. the corporate banking, I was my income level was so high, well, high, whatever, but my happiness level was like way down there and then i was like this is burning me out and then the running was always my release it was always my outlet Mm -hmm. and then uh and then when the one day Mm -hmm. that my department from at the last bank that i worked at got hit i was like both like oh my god what am i gonna do i i know nothing else in terms of work but then at the same time i'm like wait a minute this is this is a new chapter in your life. You can write it however mm-hmm. you want. Mm-hmm. And then the running was always there. I said, why don't you build on that? And then it clicked. It clearly switched. My income Absolutely. level went down. <laughs> but my happiness level was up. And that's where and that's where it is now. And yeah, are there days? Mm-hmm. And this is the truth, man. I don't mind telling you. Are there, there days? It is. I, that's it right I look at my bills. I'm like, how am I going to pay this bill? Yeah. But somehow you do. Somehow it works out. So, you know, so. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you that, find to be the most rewarding part of coaching I'm athletes? Witness, I mean, is it just uh, inspiring um, other people or progression from day one to the final day and that final day, they actually hit the goal they set for themselves that I was able to be part of. Mm. So it would be like, you know, um, as some a couple of clients who, Again, talking about the yeah. marathon distance, they just wanted to PR. PR is always something that people go after, and it's great. I think it's a great goal. And then I would look, I would, and from that initial consultation where I look at their previous marathon history, and I'm like, okay, when was your last one? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then what was your time? Okay, and you average this, and you want to knock off how much time? And then if I feel like I can help them build that process and they trust me and we go through the journey together and then finally race day comes and then I'm confident that they can do it because I've seen them put the work in and I've seen them transform their bodies and their mind their mindset to uh, from someone who maybe have doubted it in the beginning to now feel like they can do it and then they execute that marathon right right to how we talked about in training and then mm-hmm. that's it, man. And yeah. I try to be there. And if it's local, I actually try to be there uh, and cheer them on around, along the course. Um, and then I wait for them at the finish line. And then that, and then, you know, and, and obviously I'm sure for them, knowing that their coach is sure. there, they want to perform well for, for them and, you know, for the relationship you guys built. And then when that happens and they cross it and then they, they kill their personal record, their personal best. For sure. That's the biggest reward for me, dude. Seriously. You know, like I it's not like uh it's not like you absolutely it's not like you get a bonus or anything. That's it's not that. It's it's yeah. just I'm and amazed the best that I can actually be part of someone's life that they can they can do that. And so that's the biggest reward. And then, you know, yeah. like up uh, that also obviously will sometimes turn into other opportunities because that that runner will tell their friends and their family. And they'll say, you got to look up Vic or look, talk to Adam or something. And then that's how you, you know, uh, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's it right there. That's so cool, man. I know one of the best compliments anyone can give me is that I inspired them. You know, and it's just as simple as that. It is. But I don't know what it is. But when yeah. someone says those words to me, it's just like it is. And the funny uh, thing is, like it's the highest compliment. Uh, it's, it's and it just means so much you, to me. And uh, that you, I almost you live for those to do, right? You just you like for instance, this 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 race that I just did. It's like I did it for me. I did it for myself because it's what I love to do. Right. But then when when your friends and family back home sees that, they just mm-hmm. automatically. But I, I don't. I don't go. I don't really go into it saying I'm going to do this because I want to inspire people. I, that's not really my my clear intent. I do it because I do it for myself. But then when you share your story, or people are really interested in asking, "Tell me about sure. the race, man. How did it go?" and you tell them, and you give them some details so you write about it and so they can read about it, and then they say, "Man, you just inspired me." It's like that's great. And then next thing you know, they'll say, "I'm going to do my first this my first that mm-hmm. because of what you did and yeah. you're right that is like the best compliment 
and you're just like, go get it, you know, go get it, man. So, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's next for you, Vic? Like, where do you see this going in, like, five years down the road? Or where do you see yourself? Um, I mean, you've tackled you know, all the distances. Uh, now you're helping other people. Um, I don't what's know, next man. for you? It's like, you know, I, I don't really, like, I kind of take it, like, day by day. You know, like, obviously, I think I'm still going to do a few more um a few more ultras out there and then um at the same time I um uh, on a personal and business perspective I am trying to uh continue growing the little business that I have the once upon a run and just kind of keep helping others um I do that uh at the same time I try to give back to the running community and just trying to get people moving and getting them involved. Um, you know, uh, do I like foresee the business growing? Um, maybe, may, but even, even if it stays where it is, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it because it all, you know, it's all about just helping others. So, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, like, uh, and, and the nice thing about like not knowing what, um, what you're, what what might be next is like you know like if something lands in your lap you're like you know what i'm gonna do that i mean i would love to maybe one day do do an ultra outside the u.s that's something personally i've never done before you know like who knows maybe um when this whole covid Mm -hmm. thing finally decides to settle down and we're able to (laughs) travel freely again uh that that may be in the cards uh but i think the biggest thing for me man is i just want to I'm enjoying what I do as a running coach. I love, I love helping people uh, just, you know, really become a better versions of themselves. I mean, uh, that's, that's a very common term, but it's, it's a, it's the truth. And whether it be, um, you know, just setting goals or losing weight because of running or whatever. But if I know that I'm, um, I'm a part of that, even in a small way, uh, I would love to just continue doing that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can tell it's really genuine with you and not just when the words come out of your mouth, but people reached out to me and they just said, you know, Vic is such a nice guy. And, and someone reached out and, and said, uh, he's just such a cool guy. And I, and I told them, uh, well, I'm going to have him <laughs> on a podcast. And they were like, Oh, I can't oh, wait. Like- he is just such a nice guy. And I can just tell the way, the way you talk that, you know, when you say you really enjoy what you do, it, it's genuine. And it comes from a real place. And um, I can tell that you're uh, really happy and content with where you're at in life. And just staying Absolutely, present man. I mean, and the, just being the, happy the where you're at right now. It keeps me grounded yeah. and it keeps me connected with the people that are around me, that my clients, my friends. Uh, and like I said, you know, like if I was, uh, if I was in it, and I know you you share this same sentiment, um, Adam. If I was in it for the money, I wouldn't be in this business of being a running coach. Um, I could do other things if I wanted right. to, but at right. the, I'm really at the point where this is what I want to do because I love doing it. I just love just being around people that share the same passion about like staying active and staying healthy and challenging themselves. And like I said, just being part of that journey is uh is the biggest reward for me and that's what i want to continue doing 
you know, like I don't, you know, there's no, there's nothing more that I need, honestly. I'm, I'm yeah. okay. I mean, you know, like uh, the struggles that you go through, the yeah. finances and stuff like that. That's, at the end of the day, man, that's minute compared to the reward that you get when you're, uh, when you're helping others. You know, so uh, I'm gonna keep, keep doing what I'm doing. That's my, yeah. that's my plan. That's yeah. my goal. I don't Do you see, ever I don't see taking a different avenue anytime soon. Uh, and I'm just gonna continue to be happy and grateful. And then, uh, like I said, that I'm able to wake up, put my shoes on and just go for a run, breathe the air around me and then just enjoy the trails. And, uh, I would want anyone that's, that I know to, to do the same thing, just get out there and just take it all in, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can really tell that you are, you know, where you're supposed to be in life. You know, you're doing what you are meant to be doing, which is helping others. And I think it's just a beautiful thing. Do you ever let your mind drift and like wonder where you oh, would yeah. be? Oh yeah, all the time. Like I, if you were still an investment banker? Be, uh, I would probably be 145 <laughs> pounds. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I would probably <laughs> in a very dark uh, place in my head in terms of like, uh, is this what life is about? You know, uh, yeah. even if the, even if the paychecks were, were big mm -hmm. and thick and fat, it, it, I would be, that's where I would be. And, uh, I'm so, and, and you, you did say, you said exactly the right thing. Um, I feel like this is exactly what I was meant to do. And I'm just, sometimes I look back, it's not like I regret it, mm -hmm. but I think back, like, why why didn't I pursue this earlier? Um, so that's why, yeah, yeah, it was mm -hmm. part, exactly. It was part of the journey. It just there's journey. no point of like Everyone's trying journey. to think back about it. it. I, you know, like you, you, I could if I wanted to really waste time and energy thinking about why. But I'm just happy that I'm here now. And like I said, it's like I try to be just simple. You know, I try not to worry about. Uh, uh, little things, you know, life is too short for things like that, you know, and then, um, but yeah, I feel like if I, I yeah, I, you know, like to answer your question, there's, there's times I go for a long trail run and, you know, I, I told you, I don't listen to music. I, I don't like music. I need the music running and music right. for me doesn't mesh. The music actually distracts my running. I need my thoughts and my feelings and my surroundings. Okay. And I feel like I want to be connected with my runs and the only way one of the ways to do that is i don't i don't like the music to you know everybody's different a lot of people are running runners with music but but that's when i get into some really deep thoughts about you know like where my life was and where it is now and how much happier i am despite some of the things that you struggle with because at the end of the day it's 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 i'm having a lot of fun you know that's what it's about Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what it's all about. And I can tell that's exactly what you're doing, man. So listen, man, it's been just inspiring chatting with you. And I'm so glad I got yeah, to meet dude. you and Sarah. I, I'm so glad I, you guys I, came I, out. I, I had a blast running with absolutely. you. Absolutely. Likewise. Like I, I I hope it's you don't mind. I was event. telling my runner friends here and my friends like the story about, you know, Adam, my pacer, I said, uh I may be out of line here, man, but I said I feel like I found a friend in Colorado 
you know, and I said, you know, like this guy was just yeah, not only that 100%. we have a connection 100%. in terms of the whole running thing and the business that we're in and why we're in it, but it's just you were very genuine, and I can sense I I can sense that, and I know that, and then um, I'm glad mm-hmm. you feel the same way. And like I said, you know, like anything that I can do in the future to help you uh, to help you grow, you know, you just reach out. I already told you what I'm planning on doing in terms of like referring you if anyone decides to go out your way um and we talked about some some who knows right you know some future uh endeavors that we might do together but that's down the road and we'll get yeah. there we'll cross that bridge when we get to it but in the meantime just yeah. to just keep keep doing what you're doing it's amazing what you're doing i love it it's great i love the name of the company it's like exactly do big things why would you do small things go go big go big man you know so, Exactly. Yeah. Go big. Exactly. Exactly. Cool, man. Well, it's been an honor talking with you. I'm so glad I got to meet you, man. Like I said, and and I feel the exact same way. I'm glad we got paired up together. Um, You know, for for a hot minute there, we planned on putting you with another runner. You know, when you, when you were looking for a pacer, we we're going to set you up with this other guy. Yeah, yeah me too. You know? Me too. Nothing and against that I'm runner. I'm so glad that that kind of fell through. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great guy. But uh, things work out for a reason, man. Uh, well, all right, man. Great talking with you, Vic. Like, and you just keep doing what you're doing too, man. You're inspiring lots of people and uh, yeah, just keep it up and uh, can't wait to see what's in your future and definitely stay in touch. Um, you know, I think that uh, you and I have a, a you know, a friendship likewise, that's going to continue down that. the road and I uh, just can't wait to see where it goes, man. All right. Take care. Talk to you soon. Cool, brother. All right, man. Take care of yourself. All right. That is it for now. If you guys want to reach out to my man, Vic, you can find him at runningwithvic.com. And if you need anything to help you do big things, give us a shout at big-things-crewing.com. Those cruddy-sounding podcasts are a thing of the past. I finally stepped my game up, and we're moving up in the world. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, I've got hats for sale. I don't think they're on the website. Uh, They're on the Instagram. If you can find me, uh, reach out. If you want to do big things trucker cap, we've got them. We've got more coming. They usually go pretty fast. If you guys need a crew or pacers for your ultra or supported adventure, we can help. Or if you need a coach, training plan, vitamins, supplements, energy drinks, I've got you. Big Things Crewing is here for you and we want to help. Life is short. Do big things, baby.